1: Honestly, um, whereas maybe 10 years ago or seven years ago, this was a taboo topic. Uh, you can get canceled just for deliverance, for doing deliverance. And today, honestly, people are seeking help and they have places to go to. This is the amazing part. I mean, I'm, mm. I'm looking at all of you guys' Instagrams and YouTubes and other people who are not even on the stream right now who are doing the deliverance. And it makes my heart so happy to know that we're not alone and, uh, and the devil is going to get hit tonight.
0: Come on. Yeah. And I, I just hit record. I totally forgot earlier. So just again, we have to my left pastor, Alexander Pagani, amazing church, bottom left pastor, Mike Signorelli V1. And then below me, pastor Vlad Savchuk from hungry Gen. all really good friends of mine, all deliverance ministers. Here's what I feel like guys for so long. And if you guys are wondering why we're all horsed, it's because we've all been preaching and casting out demons. I'm like, (laughs) Alexander's voice is gone. Mike's voice is gone. Um, we've been shouting, we've been screaming, we've been getting down here and we're kind of just converging tonight, but I just want to talk about what God is doing here's what I want to say, guys. It feels like as I've been doing deliverances, especially Sunday, we did almost three hours. It seems like demons are actually realizing that they're losing ground and we could talk about this, but I feel like as I'm doing deliverance, demons are coming out quicker. It seems like they're weaker and something is actually just shifting in the spirit and God's people are starting to take territory because you guys got to know the only territory the enemy has is territory. A dangerous Christian hasn't taken from them. So you have the power and the authority to take territory um some of you are like are you scared of demons listen we're not scared of demons demons are scared of us someone's like oh demons listen i told i told someone this yesterday the demons need it and i say Isaiah Saldivar vaccine i don't have nightmares about demons demons have nightmares about me you got to understand this as believers we are armed and dangerous and we are absolutely satan's worst nightmare so we're all working our best to take territory in our regions we're training up believers we're training up disciples but i love to hear i know alexander you just had mass deliverance Um, just us all share about stuff we've been seeing God do and deliver it. Maybe what has God been doing in your life? What are you seeing happening in the body of Christ? I know we can go long on just that, but I'm just starting to see there's a hunger. Um, you guys are all pioneers. I've taught on deliverance since the beginning but I I just started emphasizing on it last year so I'm more fresh although I still believed it and preached it once in a while now I'm like okay we need to target we need to train but you guys have been pioneering for years specifically Pastor Alexander Pagani you've written books you've been doing this you've been in the wilderness now you got your brothers here bro the other Demon Slayers I know Vlad you've been the same way bro you've been out in the wilderness I'm um, doing it for years but I feel like now God is highlighting it spotlighting it and uh, we're seeing the devil's kingdom destroyed on an unprecedented level and it's the funnest thing it's the funnest thing i've ever done and ever seen so yeah maybe alexander you can go just start sharing some of the stuff you've been seeing in your church and what god's been doing
2: one of the things i'm excited about is is that um we are now beginning to see the fruit of the pioneering um mantle that we have had within the last 10 years uh, pr- promoting and propagating this revelation of deliverance when uh, when there was uh, no outlet for it, you know, yeah. to see you, to see you, Pastor Mike, Pastor Vlad, Pastor Vlad's been doing it for a while as well, but to see it now, normalize um, on the forefront, it brings my heart joy because for many years, I, I, literally was thinking about, you know, if I was to go on with the Lord, I was, I was nervous that this revelation would die with me. Mm. So, within the last three years, three to four years, I kind of shifted from just evangelizing deliverance to actually doing schools of deliverance. So that way we can reproduce ourselves to see, to see what God is doing, not just with us in the Bronx, but to hear what God is doing today in Jamaica with Pastor Mike, that brings me such joy to know, uh, like Pastor Isaiah said, that the enemy is losing ground. And the reason why he's losing ground is simply because of this, a highway for our God has been paved. Come on, come on. Every mountain has been made flat, every valley has been exalted, and now there's a highway the forerunners have paved the way and now there's a highway there so now this generation is able to go back and forth and bring this revelation of deliverance to the masses at an unprecedented level and it brings my it brings my heart joy so we are seeing absolutely phenomenal things in the Bronx every last Sunday of the month we just had one last about a week and a half ago um, the last Sunday of the month we are doing mass deliverance for the masses let me tell you something people flew in from everywhere one person oh. drove from hours let me tell you something we had packed out our building so so much that the overflow room there was no more room people were standing all over the sanctuary not only this we had to close the doors downstairs and God is my witness we got the pictures people were sitting on the floor in front of the doors of the church with their hands on the door Come of the church on,
0: listening
2: podcast like this taking notes getting delivered downstairs in the lobby of the church the people are desperate the people are hungry and it's such a a capacity that nothing is going to detain it anymore nothing is going to detain it so we are seeing some pretty amazing things in new york city specifically in the south bronx in
3: this revelation of deliverance
0: so good pastor mike tell us what's been going on i know you're in jamaica bro share what's going on over there yeah
3: I just want to echo what Alexander's saying because I, I went to California and over 200 people met me in a park. Deliverances happened. I mean, people were walking their dogs and they're like, what in the world is going on in this park, but they were surrendering their lives to Christ, just getting sucked in to this deliverance vortex because really it's not we use the word deliverance, but really what's happening is we're setting the captives free. This is what freedom looks like is—it's is, So you can call it deliverance, you can call it freedom, but people are getting free. Then I go to Chicago, over 600 people show up to a hundred person church. They're like, my God, what is going on? I said, well, we're about to do war. People are here to get free. Then I go to New York. I mean, we had people from eight different states show up in New York, eight different states during a global pandemic, people flying from Miami, people coming from Colorado, Wyoming, it, insane. Now I'm in Jamaica. And, you know, if you know anything about Jamaica, they have a form of witchcraft. It's like voodoo. And they call it Obia. I know that I have people from the Caribbean watching right now. Yep. And I, I, I was telling you guys in the chat that we, you know, our Demon Slayer text chat that Isaiah keeps mentioning because everybody tells me about it. <laughs> but, uh, but we were talking because I've never encountered anything like this, but 100% of the people I prayed for immediately started manifesting you know there's times where it's like not everybody needs deliverance right i mean it it's possible to not have a demon like we're not fabricating this we're not sensationalizing this but i'm telling you guys i affirm i was here in this environment like five hours straight everybody needed deliverance and a lot of it had to do with obia but the reason why i think this is important because there's mothers and fathers watching right now last month's Teen Vogue. I don't know if you guys saw this, but last month's Teen Vogue, their leading article was telling teenage girls how to use their menstruation blood to do rituals. Wow.
0: So it's like, wow. I think it's easy to be like,
3: oh, this is a Jamaican thing, like Obia, you know, the Caribbean, they've got voodoo. And guess what, Americans? Mm. The, the leading argue, the article for Teen Vogue was telling your teenage daughter how to use menstruation blood for rituals. So we have crossed the line from atheism and agnostic into spiritual but not religious, which wow. is going to the demand for deliverance is dramatically increasing it's time to it's time to get in line man (laughs) i'm praying for pastors and other believers to rise up through this broadcast today it's needed more now than ever
0: Let me ask you something, Mike. So a lot of people, they argue, they debate deliverance in America. We spend a lot of time doing teachings and teachings about Christians being demonized and teachings about, you know, talking and other countries, they're not arguing about this. They're not. It's only the American church that's debating this. And other countries are like, oh yeah, of course demons are real. Of course, spirituality is real. Of course, the spiritual realm. I tell people this all the time. If you don't teach your kids about the spiritual realm youtube is going to their ipad is going to i was watching that blues clues i don't know if you guys saw that the blues clues parade guys i'm telling you this has infiltrated our children our family meanwhile we have all these bingo night pastors in the chat that are like you guys need to relax they're they're scared the spirit of religion hates deliverance it hates talking about demons and they get angry saying you talk about it too much you don't need to do all that You have obviously not looked at the news. You've obviously not seen what's happening on TikTok and that witch talk is one of the biggest trends on TikTok. You've not looked at Instagram, the viral videos of spells and magic. This is what they're teaching your kids, but you're going to come up in this broadcast. I feel like Alexander Pagani's spirit coming on me. You're going to come up in this broadcast and you're going to sit and tell me, oh, brother, don't talk about the spiritual realm. Don't talk about demons. Meanwhile, your kids are being devoured by spirits, being devoured by demonic entities. And Paul said, Put your armor on. You need to put your armor on. We battle. We're in a cosmic wrestling match against principalities and powers. So just we got to be done with this soft church thing, this soft Christianity, this watered-down, weak, not a soldier, just sitting on a pew Christianity, and we need to soldier up. We need to get serious. The devil's not playing patty cake. Come on. Where you at, Alexander? The devil's not playing patty cake, Chuck E. Cheese. He's not sitting back messing with your kids just a little bit. He's launching all out assault. And Jesus said, I'm building a church that hell will not prevail against. We are gonna overcome this. And I, I would challenge some of you that when you start doing deliverance, The devil doesn't even know what to do about you. He's never met a Christian like you. He's never met a Christian that knows how to drive out demons. He's never met a Christian that knows his authority. That's why the demons are scared. That's why they don't want you in this. That's why there's 3000 of you right now that are listening, not because we're sensational or we're passionate or we're young or any of that, or we have nice cameras, it's because there's something on the inside of you saying there has to be more than just the nine to five on Sunday morning, part-time Christianity. I know deep down that God has called me to do something more, to be a part of his army. I was singing this guy Sunday. I was tired, my voice was gone and I was doing deliverance. We were casting out demons. I mean, we were smacking up demons left and right. The devil was just getting whooped at the altar. Again, 1,300 people ended up showing up and the the prayer team at Fresh Start was doing deliverance. Uh, Jessica from the worship team, she got down and started doing deliverance. Pastor Kim, pastor, everyone just started doing deliverance. We were casting demons out. Demons were flying out. I mean, they were getting a first class ticket to the abyss. It was just all over the place. They were leaving (laughs) and I was like so tired, but then there was something in me, the Holy Ghost, like, let's go like he was he was you know he was in me saying like you need to keep going keep going so we just did it for hours and hours and that's guys that's the driving force it's the power of the holy spirit the holy spirit wants to drive demons out. He's the one that does the work. And so we have to be motivated by the power of the Holy Spirit. We saw mass deliverance. I'm seeing it break out in churches um, that would never do deliverance like that. And it was just crazy. Literally everyone we prayed for got delivered. Everyone we prayed for, usually it'll take like, you know, sometimes 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Demons were coming out in five minutes, 10 minutes. Like people that had legions, people that had hundreds, thousands. The demons were screaming out. They know that they're being weakened, that we are weakening them. You know, we have almost 800 on the deliverance map right now and we're weakening the devil globally right now. It's unstoppable. And here's the thing. Let me just, I'll say this and then I'll pass it over to you, Vlad. We're not waiting for permission from the religious guard. We're not waiting. We're not saying like, oh, if I had permission from the religious guard because of TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, this platform here, YouTube, we could just go ahead and do it and we don't need anyone's permission to do it. So I want to give you guys the authority and the power according to the word of God to just start doing it. Are you going to make mistakes? Probably are you going to mess up? Probably, but we got your back. We believe this God is doing this there's a deliverance revival happening and it's not a deliverance revival it's the ministry of Jesus Christ revival this is his ministry this is not our ministry this is the ministry of Jesus that God is waking up the church to do so it's a, it's an exciting thing Vlad what have you been seeing in your guys' church with deliverance and
1: t-shirt says that all deliverance is essential come on Come on. Deliverance is essential. Like I think uh, Alexander was wearing uh, in the previous stream, uh, defund the demonic and uh, cancel curses. You know, if in this cancel culture, I really believe that God is raising up a church that is going to um, dethrone and will begin to combat, not politically, not just protesting on the streets, um, not just trying to fight spiritual war with physical weapons but to go into spiritual world, we're we're already at war. The problem is Mm -hmm. that a lot of us are just not fighting that war. We're getting beaten in that war. We are either casualties at at that war or we are victors at that war. We had a race to deliver. We we do a, uh, a whole, pretty much like a national conference called Race to Deliver once a year but this year we're gonna actually do it twice a year. We had one just recently, uh, not long ago, in federal way, where people flew from different parts of United States, some flew from different parts of the world, and the whole conference was really, uh, nobody knew who's gonna be the speaker, it was just our local guys who spoke, and first night, you know, we had about two hundred and fifty people that were going through deliverance. The second night, I wow. think it was about six hundred people that went through deliverance. And there was about twelve hundred people in the in the attendance. So it was it was a, it was a pretty large conference. and And then the second night, even though there was there was four of us that were ministering on our team, we had to empower as many people at as we possibly could have ushers for. And I think that we mm-hmm. we released about eight guys and girls. It was a bloodbath, it was like a war zone there. People from all around the whole sanctuary. I mean, dignified, good-looking, well-dressed yep. Christians. Right mm-hmm. there during the mass prayer with nobody even touching them. Start manifesting, demons start coming out. And you know, and this for us, it's not about that. It's the stories that follow after that. Come People on, would Dad. reach out afterwards and begin to say things like, you know, they can finally sleep they can finally read the bible they can finally not watch porn they can finally not have somebody come and have sex with them in the dream and the spouse can actually see the person's body reacting to a to a sex with a demon and so and that's really what what that is all about for us you know we we keep coming back to the thing Jesus did five things he he taught he preached he healed the sick he made disciples and He cast out demons mm. now is mental health important of course it is but Jesus cast out demons now is therapy important yeah but Jesus cast out demons is counseling important yes but Jesus cast out demons is medicine important of course it's important but Jesus cast out demons and what we've did, we did what we did is that instead of following the ministry of Jesus we normalized the demonic. Demonization in the church. Mm. We made it normal the struggles, the sufferings that people have. these sufferings, they don't disappear just because we blame people for it and we don't have solution for them. And then because sometimes we're instead of giving solution, what started to happen, you know, on the average, in the church, especially in the in the Western world in America, is we demonized those who do deliverance mm-hmm. instead of delivering those who are demonized Mm. and so and I think the time has come is what Jesus Mm. did honestly in the temple is he came and he he started to overthrow things and religious people got mad. He started to drive out things that did not belong in the temple. Deliverance is cleansing of the temple of God. It's when we are driving away those things that don't belong there like spirit of fear, spirit of lust and spirit of pornography or spirit of you know anxiety. We're driving that away and guess what that guess who gets offended? The religious people get offended a lot of times. So we just want to encourage you. We get on these streams to encourage each one of you. Don't give up. Keep on believing for that. Keep on pressing in. Even if your church doesn't believe it. Go in the parks and cast out demons. Heal the sick. Open a small group. Begin to do what Jesus did which involves deliverance. We have like Alexander mentioned uh, our last Sunday of the month. We do this for the last, um, I think for the last six or seven years already. We do deliverance and now we don't even advertise it. People just come from different parts. Last deliverance service I was actually on the vacation so I wasn't home and i was getting the pictures because i was watching live it was it was crazy i mean we, god has given us the grace now we have a you know very powerful team that ministers deliverance people get delivered they meet with those people before that for confession for counseling and then we pray for them and so and i really believe that god is raising up not spiritual superheroes but god is raising up an army come on god is raising up an army yeah. of believers who are going to fight the devil and give the devil a black eye
0: so good so good mike you want to add in anything to that so good
3: yeah so good you know i'm thinking about matthew chapter 12 verse 27 and jesus you know he responds if i drive out demons by Belzebub, by whom do your people drive them out and it needs to be said that you you only cast out a spirit by an opposite spirit And so like when I showed up in Jamaica, people told me I don't need deliverance and then immediately started manifesting when I laid hands on them because there's something confrontational because I carry the kingdom and I carry something in opposition to what they carry. And I believe the reason why we haven't seen deliverance in so many churches, and I'm, this is very raw, what I'm about to say, Come but on. it's because we haven't carried an opposite kingdom. Wow. We've been compromised, and so you, you, if you literally—it's confrontational or it's compromised. You get wow. to choose, and and I believe that we Come have on. chose compromise cool. instead of confrontation. And you know what I've. Whew, I, I feel the power of That's God on me right road. now. The ro- in, on, on the road to neutrality, everyone lost. I want to say that again. You're this is what nuked, the church bro. has been doing. On the road to neutrality, everyone lost. So we wanted to be neutral. Oh, we don't want to be viewed as legalistic. We, we don't want to be religious. Well, now you've got pastors getting high, getting drunk, and on the road to neutrality, we ended up compromising where we should have confronted. So it's like I, I, I'm t- just like you said, Isaiah. Demons are manifesting at a greater degree. They're coming out easier, but I believe it's because we're carrying a weight of the anointing because we're bringing the kingdom. We're not just doing church, and and it, people pastors have been so obsessed with church growth strategies. I'm not I'm not obsessed with church. I'm obsessed with kingdom. Come on. Because when kingdom manifests, bi- people in business are released like with a Daniel spirit. Come people on. in the entertainment industry are released to build influence in that realm. We are supposed to bring the kingdom. And I'm so passionate about that because I, I believe we're living in it right now. And it's convicting a lot of people. So I don't want this to be a condemning message. But it's even awakening in many pastors and many ministers. They're saying, I know what's happening is real. It's awakening something in me. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of repentance right now. I'm seeing a lot of almost like remediation right now. Like people saying, I lost my way. I don't know what. I was in a delusion. But they're awakening. It's a very exciting time.
2: You know, ever since our last broadcast together, um, and I think we just probably need, need to do this once a month or something on, like bro. this. I'm down you know, when we get together, the synergy is just there. Um, an enormous amount of pastors have reached out, looking to embrace deliverance or looking to reawaken yeah. that desire to uh, begin to seek deliverance again. So there is a generation of pastors that are awakening right now, and 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 we're here. Yeah. To tell you. We see you. We understand, and we want to encourage you to to go from being on the defensive of how our Bibles, biblical seminaries have taught us. We're very, you know, our biblical seminaries have, have taught us to be very reactionary, which means when the devil rears his head, then we cast it out. Yep. True kingdom is a, is a ministry of interference, Come which on. means we are always on the offensive. We are going to look to pick a fight. And, and, and if you need a scriptural reference for this, in Luke chapter five, when Jesus went into the synagogue, when he read from Isaiah chapter one, the following verse after that was, He said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. The following verse says, a man with an unclean spirit manifested. So um, this ministry of deliverance is a ministry of interference. It is actively finding where the devil is and forcibly extracting him out. And there is a generation of pastors that are watching right now that have been inspired by our last broadcast together and what God is doing through social media, simply because they can't find this ministry of deliverance in any other outlets other than social media. So we wanna encourage you pastors, keep on going, the spirit of God is with you. You're gonna see a great breakthrough within the next couple of months if you follow through, and you're gonna see your church experience immense revival. And another thing also, the greatest way, the greatest way to get your church packed out is to become a deliverance clinic. Come on, when you open, when you open a church to become a deliverance clinic, Amen. people come from everywhere, and you never have to worry about how to pack that house out. But we want to encourage, uh, as wow. Pastor Mike said, this is not a condemning message. We are actually uplifting. And letting you know that a great revival is being birthed and spawned as a result of these broadcasts. Pastors are waking up to this revelation and they're bringing deliverance to their churches.
0: So good. If you look at the Gospels, the first time we see Jesus become famous, because the Bible does say his fame spread through the land, was after he cast out demons. People started talking about him, going, What is this power that this man has? And here's one thing I've learned, guys the world loves deliverance, they love freedom, they love seeing the supernatural. It's the religious people. It's the same with women preaching, like women shouldn't preach. It's only religious people saying that religion is so mad about this. And this is one thing on Sunday morning. We really went against the structure, the formula, the protocols of religion that we went against on Sunday morning. But I'm seeing God right now. God is God is going to war against this religious spirit. The kingdom of God is going violently against the spirit of religion. Jesus said, it's your traditions that stop my power from moving. So this is a major thing. People say, well, if demons are real, why don't they manifest in your church? Because demons respond to anointed preaching, not dead preaching. Demons respond to the presence of God. If the presence of God is not showing up, what is a demon threatened by? You think a demon's threatened by your coffee bar or your donuts? I I love the coffee bar. I love the donuts. Keep them coming. But don't think that's going to make a demon manifest. It's not going to be a smoke machine or lights, which are all great things. I love the smoke and lights. I got them right here in the back, right behind me it's gonna be confrontation. So we need Confer- to go from being comfortable to being confrontative, where we're actually Ooh. confronting the powers of darkness. I prayed for many people Sunday that were like, I don't know if anything's there, I just wanna pray for you. And I looked them right in the eye, which if you guys wanna start deliverance, is a great way to start. And I said, this person, is not your body they are not your home immediately the demon screaming ah what do you want from me how'd you know i was here i got away with it how what what do you want we know who you are like the demon's so mad that someone was willing to look them in the eye and say satan you have no power this person is not your home they are a temple of the holy spirit and you must leave we're not asking you we don't negotiate with terrorists we command you to go and i'm telling you person after person after person i was praying for one person There was three people around her. All three of them started manifesting and screaming demons. Now all three of them are manifesting, started praying for them. The three people around them started manifesting. And then you got 10 people and Mike's laughing because he just did this in Jamaica. He knows what I'm saying right here. And now everyone, I'm like, dude, I need some help, y'all. I mean, it was just massive breakout. And I believe God wants this in every church. And the question we have to ask is if it can't happen in our churches, where could it happen? Where are people going to get free? And we had a family, uh, I think it was six or seven of them they drove 28 hours straight to be there 28 hours they're hungry guys they're desperate they're coming on planes they're driving what's going to get you to drive 28 hours knowing that there's freedom available to you now is everything a demon no one has said that not one of us teach everything's a demon we know not everything's a demon but i'll tell you what there's so few voices preaching this we have to keep emphasizing we have to keep training because there's not there's not much out there like i can't i couldn't name 10 guys right now that are teaching on deliverance or doing deliverance. I couldn't name them that are that are that are known in the church, right? So we need to keep doing this. The church that I've been attending for the last almost two months, they started doing deliverances on Saturday. Now they're doing you want to come get deliverance, you can get it. I'm preaching there at the end of the month. Something is happening in churches right now. There's there's something happening. There's a shaking happening. People are hungry, and you got to realize yes, religious people are going to persecute you. In Matthew t- uh, 12 as you were saying, Mike, they persecuted Jesus. The world, the Bible says the multi. We were amazed and said, Can this be the son of David when he was casting out demons? And the Pharisee said, He's doing this by the power of the devil. So here you have the side, the world saying this might be the son of God, and then the Pharisee saying this is the son of the devil. So sadly, it's actually the church that has persecuted deliverance. It's actually the church that has stopped deliverance from happening. I don't want to get in trouble here, but I can tell you story after story of pastors stopping the moves of God, stopping deliverance. So we really need to realize there's two wars. There's two kingdoms at war right now, and we need to we need to advance the kingdom of God. Um, you will be persecuted; just expect it. There's a lot of persecution going on. I could drop it to someone else here going on right now in the church.
2: Well, let me let me let me just say this for those of you, for, for those of you pastors that are watching. Before we pass it over to Pastor Vlad, there, um, pa- pastors, I want to encourage you. We we really want to encourage you you can actively begin to do mass deliverances at your church. Mm. Whether it's on first Sunday of communion service, why don't you make a communion and deliverance service? Whether it's the third Sunday of the month, why don't you make it, you know, whatever the case may be, last Sunday of the month, I promise you that if you will actively begin to initiate this, God will meet you at your place of willingness and you'll begin to see some of the most outstanding miracles that you would have seen in such a long time because the hunger i promise you the hunger is there pastor Vlad.
1: i agree uh, alexander i think that this is because you know you have to understand for pastors watching this it's true you can't turn every service into a deliverance service we have also you know, families and baby dedication, water baptism, discipleship and small groups, building funds. And I mean, there's a lot of other components that are involved in it. And Isaiah, you know, he knows he when he was leading the church, uh, local church and stuff. So, but when you s- systemize it or you allow the Holy Spirit to move every week, but then we designate a particular time where we expect where people come, and i think even as the stream name for today is the holy spirit d- during deliverance you know we must understand the bible says the anointing breaks the yoke come on so man. we're not really seeking the deliverance anointing we're just seeking the holy spirit's anointing that's one one of the things that we constantly teach is deliverance is not a tenth gift of the holy spirit come on come deliverance on. is just a basic hmm. assignment of every christian that is Called to wear the armor of God and be the soldier of God in this world. Jesus, when he came out of the wilderness after being tempted by the devil, the Bible says he came in the power of the Holy Spirit. It does not say he came in the power of deliverance. Come on, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So how did that power manifest? He preaches the word, and then something happens. A guy who was there, who was—it's a synagogue. This is not a park. This is not a uh, movie theater this is a place where people read the scriptures where people pray to God and a guy who was there every week started to manifest and instead of taking the demon-possessed person out Jesus took the demon out of the man and so we're not trying to get deliverance anointing as much as we're seeking to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit and not hinder that anointing so if we seek the Holy Spirit if we follow Jesus's principle which was what he defeated the devil privately and then he faced him publicly. A lot of us, the reason why we don't face devil publicly is because we're defeated by the devil privately. Wow, So, And if we just shoot straight, a lot of times what happens is we can't fight Goliath is because, well, we got eaten by our own lions privately. When the lions came attacking us, you know, they ate all of our sheep. And so when we face Goliath, we have no courage. We become calculated, we become cautious, and we become balanced. We lack boldness, we lack courage, we lack that radical approach that David had. One of the reasons King Saul couldn't face Goliath is there was no anointing. Now, he Mm. had a title, he had an army, he had a pay, he had a salary, he had a health insurance 401k. he, He had all of these things in the ministry setting. One thing that lacked is anointing and therefore Goliath kept ramping and his army were becoming cowards. And so we just wanted to encourage each one of us and this is just also a challenge for us is that the further we go in the Holy Spirit, the deeper we go in the deliverance anointing. So we always say when Paul, you know, he built a fire on the island, he didn't seek the snakes. He simply built a fire and the snakes couldn't stand the fire and they surfaced, they got exposed. So not only, you know, we intentionally confront the demonic with warfare prayers. We create an atmosphere for that by, you know, letting people know, say, hey, it's going to be a deliverance service. We preach on that. But there's also something that is hidden, that is secret, that nobody can see physically. It's called the anointing. And it's the enablement from the Holy Spirit. And that anointing, it's not a deliverance anointing. It's the Holy Spirit's anointing. And demons recognize that you demons you can't fool them with titles they see that they scream they yell you're tormenting me you're hurting me you're like I'm not doing anything it's not you that's doing it there is something on you that causes the other world to react there's a crash of kingdoms the clash of kingdoms that happens and so and as pastors and if people who walk around and say well I have the anointing but demons don't manifest then you have to ask yourself honestly are you quenching that anointing Mm. meaning are you putting a limit and restriction and you're kind of already because you, you you can quench that, you can limit that. You can simply say, no, I don't want that. I'm afraid of the manifestations. I don't like, you know, puking and throwing up and screaming and yelling. Come I on. care more about my reputation than people's freedom. I care more about, you know, my friends not rejecting me from this club and that conference and not being kicked out of my denomination. Then if you're quenching that anointing, then of course you're quenching the Holy Spirit's anointing and it's not going to function. People will suffer who were called to be delivered by the anointing of God upon your life and then you are not going to go further with the Holy Spirit. And this is what God is going to do. Anytime Saul doesn't want to operate in that anointing, God will always raise Davids. Davids don't have a title. Davids don't have a stage. They have a YouTube channel. Come on. Davids, they will have a Facebook page. They'll grab a phone, go in the park, cast out (laughs) demons, and God will raise them up. And God will give them the influence. God will give them the resources because Goliaths have to fall. Demons have to be cast out. If it's not going to be you, It's going to be somebody else yep i got that on my shirt right there well if if you
3: yeah (laughs) well if you if you want to see what it looks like to do deliverance without the anointing go to acts chapter 19. go ahead because in acts chapter 19 you verse 11 it says now now god was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of paul so whenever whenever there's a lot of religious folks watching Paul do miraculous works, so you're going to have emulators, right? So, if you want to see what it looks like to do deliverance without the anointing and without the Holy okay. Spirit, here's what happens. So, in verse uh, in verse thirteen, I, I love the language. It says, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists <laughs> undertook Itiner- to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus itinerant right so these are professionals know-it-alls highly trained cemetery i mean seminary trained uh jewish exorcist and they're invoking in the name of jesus and and this is the phrase they're using i adjure you by the name of jesus whom paul proclaims well here's how the story ends they get their butts physically whooped by these demons and, and the reason why it's important to say that is because they wanted the influence, the power, and the prestige connected to deliverance oh. without being engrafted into the royal family. And, and I want to say this because in Galatians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Be- Because you are, son- are His sons, God sent His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Son, into our hearts. But watch, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So it's two things. This message has been burning in me for this broadcast. It's two things. We, When you become a believer, you are engrafted into family. But the other side, which is just as equally important, it's royal family. Come on. Because there's a hierarchy of authority. So your dad is now the king overall, the king above kings, the Lord above lords. So now you don't just have a father. You don't just have a heavenly father. That heavenly father is the king of all kings. And so now you become royal family. And it's important to say that because these itinerant Jewish exorcists in Acts chapter 19, they, they didn't have the spirit of the living God crying out, Abba, Father. From inside of them, they hadn't been engrafted into this royal family. And so they were trying to do deliverance without the Holy Spirit and without authority, no position and no power. And and, and so I feel like it's so important for everyone to understand that the work of deliverance is not just for the four guys that you see in this broadcast. It's for all believers. And, and, you know, when, if you were a kid in the 90s and you wore a WWJD, we're just trying to tell you what would Jesus do? He would cast demons out. Come on, and just bro. because your pastor didn't teach you back in the day, <laughs> WWJD, we're about to fulfill that mission this year. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to do that. it with authority because cool. you have been given the authority yeah. to do it. Not only
2: that, but it, it really isn't what would Jesus do. It's actually do what Jesus did. That's the goal. That's
3: it. Come on with it.
2: Do what, what Jesus did. Say it again. And, and, and what did he do? He totally depended on the person of the Holy Spirit. The reason why oh, yeah. the seven sons of were not as effective as the Apostle Paul is because they assumed that deliverance was a formula. Mm. That deliverance was a cookie-cutter ritual, some sort of exorcism or some type of liturgy and words that you say. Now, that's part of it. But true deliverance is total dependence on the holy spirit to reveal the root of a problem and the strategy Same. on how to solve it now the reason why this has to come in play the role of the holy spirit is because every person that's standing in front of you might not necessarily have a demon even though they think they have a demon do you see what I'm saying sometimes the issue might be they they need a counseling session they might need some sort of medical attention and then others authentically have a demon without the person of the holy spirit you will misdiagnose in deliverance and cause a mess you must totally depend on the even in my church before we even enter into the mass deliverance and everyone in our church that's watching knows that i do this i make sure that there is at least 10 to 15 minutes of where we're worshiping the person of the holy spirit because he is the great deliver the, the great liberator all right jesus the work of jesus on the cross makes deliverance legal but the one who actually carries out the deliverance is the person of the holy spirit according mm-hmm. to matthew chapter 12 if i cast out demons That's by good. the spirit of God that truly the kingdom of God has come upon you Mm -hmm. all right so when 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 we're conducting deliverance at least in our church obviously the whole deliverance service we're worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ because we're not focusing on deliverance we're we're focusing on 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 Jesus you see what I'm saying but once we begin to into a place where we're going to begin to actively confront and interfere uh with the works of darkness we shift the focus from being jesus-centered into being holy Mm spirit-centered and we begin to really press in on the holy spirit why because if we don't we will enter into a place of mechanical mass deliverance and mechanical mass deliverance does not work mechanical mass deliverance Uh, provides behavior modification and not heart transformation. So Mm. true deliverance is total dependence on the person of the Holy Spirit, basically saying, okay, Holy Spirit, what would you do at this moment with this person standing in front of me? And the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal to you strategies, will begin to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will begin to show you exactly what you need to do. And you'll find that a deliverance session that would normally take five hours will be narrowed down to 20 minutes or 15 minutes. Why?
0: Because you're totally depending on the Holy Spirit knows exactly what demon is there and where the demon is hiding and how to remove them. So good. And I'll say this when so you're good. doing deliverance before I do deliverance, oh, I'm always praying number one, Holy Spirit, you have control. But number two, don't yes. let the spirit take oh, the demonic spirit, take control. Let the Holy Spirit take control. And if you let the Holy Spirit, That's and this right. is one thing, Alexander, I want to point on guys, when we're doing deliverance ministry, we are not trying to be like, all right, guys, now it's time for deliverance ministry. We are having people go after Jesus, go after the Holy Spirit, and being led by the Spirit. We're led by the Holy Spirit in this. So you have to understand, and I want to go back to your point of Jesus cast out demons by the Spirit of God. And then he says, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, but Luke 11, so interesting. I've said this before. If I cast out demons by the finger of God... So Jesus mm. shows us the spirit of God and the finger of God are the same thing. And I always love to say that when you get delivered, that's God putting his fingerprint on you. So it's not a negative thing. So don't look at being delivered as a negative thing. Think of it as God's fingerprint being put on you. but. Jesus' language comes from Exodus 8.19. If you remember Exodus 8.19, Moses and Aaron are confronted by Pharaoh's magicians. uh, Moses and Aaron are doing signs and wonders. Pharaoh's magicians are doing signs and wonders. It got to a place where Pharaoh's magicians were unable to keep up with Moses and Aaron because how many know the counterfeit power can only take you so far? And so Moses and Aaron are doing this and finally the magician said these men are doing this by the finger of god so you have to realize the finger of god will always prevail over the arm of the enemy is there actual real witchcraft yes does the devil have power yes but he doesn't have all power so when you're in deliverance the holy spirit is using the finger of god or is the finger of god because remember spirit of god and finger of god are synonymous so the holy spirit's the finger of god so when you're doing deliverance he's pointing things out this needs to go this needs to happen this spirit's there this strategy needs to. Change. so we're being led by the holy spirit and it's really the holy spirit that drives us to do deliverance i was doing one weekend, I did 30 hours of deliverance. In two days, I did deliverance on about 18 pastors. These are all pastors, on staff, paid. These are not these are not people from the corner. And I was like so tired and weary, and I didn't eat. I drank a bottle of water. I think I had like half of a burger the second day, like 10 hours in. And I I'm telling you guys right now, I was so energized for hours and hours and hours. How is it? because the Holy Spirit energized me. Now no, I wasn't doing deliverance for 30 hours on one person, I was doing it on 18 different people. So it was a lot of different deliverance sessions. I went through all the forums and talked to them, and these were all pastors I was doing deliverance on, but it was the Holy Spirit that was giving me the boldness, the Holy Spirit that was giving me the power to be able to do these things. And if you look at when they accused Jesus of casting out demons by a demonic spirit, and he said, how could I do it? It's by the Spirit of God. He goes into after that, which I don't, we don't have to go into this, the blasphemy of the Holy spirit. So if you read your Bible in text, the blasphemy of the Holy spirit is when you call the spirit delivering people, a demonic spirit. So when you see someone getting delivered and you say, Oh, they're getting delivered by a demonic spirit. Jesus says in context, that's the blasphemy of the Holy spirit. And so I wanna, I wanna talk about this guys. You guys are all senior pastors. Again, I know a lot of you are just jumping on. We have 3,500 of you, all senior pastors here what about this okay i'm gonna this is hot here when people say my pastor told me i'm not allowed to do deliverance outside my church i can't count how many people i know that say i'm in trouble for doing deliverance now we know in scripture what does the scripture say we all already know it says don't stop people no one that does a miracle my name will speak bad about me from pastor's perspective why do you think this is happening why are people getting in trouble and you know i think it was you vlad that said it's sad that now people get cast out of the church for casting out demons rather than casting the demons out of them we cast them out something like that i butchered it but why do you guys think this is a big thing happening where people are getting in trouble for actually doing deliverance and their pastor's not even doing deliverance so i'm like i tell my people like i want you guys to do deliverance like i i it it makes it easier like mike you're you i know you must be tired bro you've been casting out demons for hours in jamaica you've been battling witchcraft you got Pulled over on the way home like you've been going at it bro um so your my dream is like all my people are doing deliverance what what do you what is your guys take what's the yes. take on that
3: i mean i'll throw something out there quick because i am exhausted <laughs> but no you know what I, I mean john the baptist said i decrease so that you can increase mm. and too many leaders are so full of themselves that there's no room for the holy spirit to fill them up and so it's like when you decrease and you, you know, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control, right? But there's a difference between self-control and being a control freak, Go ahead. right? Because we want to not just control self. We want to control everybody else. And so the thing is, I, I don't trust people. I trust the Holy Spirit inside of them. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I show up to parks. I did it in California. I just did it in, in you know, here in Jamaica and it's more organized because the Holy Spirit Come in people on. is doing the work, and it starts manifesting around. So we decrease so that He can increase, and I trust the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, I want to say I was, I was prophesying over this one woman. She drove from the entire other side of the island, crammed into a car. And as I was prophesying, it was actually the Holy Spirit in me, through me, prophesying. Then she started manifesting because the demons kept saying, no, no 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 trying to reject that prophecy and so again it's just i think that going back to alexander's point it requires the work of deliverance we, we require so much faith it requires so much reliance on the holy spirit mm-hmm. but with the more you operate in the realm of faith the more you cooperate with the Holy Spirit, the less you will try to assert control. You know, the reason why a lot of deliverance doesn't happen is because when a pastor is able to script every line of their sermon, meticulously practice it throughout the week, and then eloquently deliver it, once you get outside of that, it's like, listen, we are jazz musicians. We're not classically trained musicians. Like throw the sheet music away. We know the beats per minute. We know the key we're playing and let the Holy Spirit flow. And I've been going on that journey, and it's like it challenges so many people, other people to see that play out. I mean, we had unintended, uh, I, I don't know how to put this, but un, unintended salvations on this trip because other people were watching how beautifully the Holy Spirit orchestrated all of this, and were like, I know it's real. The Jamaicans were saying, respect, respect, <laughs> <Come> <laughs> because on. they were they were saying there's no way that this guy— just drew, flew into our country during a pandemic, and all of this happened on accident. So
0: decrease, so he can increase. So good, so good. Uh, Vlad or Alexander, you got any thoughts on that, Pastor? Saying don't do deliverance. You're not allowed to. You're in trouble if you do it. We're gonna ground you and take you off the ushering team. I think it's important
1: team. to. I think it's important to. Um, uh, there was a. There was few people in our church. I remember we had to stop ask them from doing deliverance um and particularly when the person was still going through their own deliverance and um and then there was one case where um not just only the person was going through the deliverance but the person they were trying to do deliverance on necessarily did not need deliverance but they were just super super hungry so there are there are certain cases but in i think in most of the cases where pastors prohibit uh, people And I'm talking about doing, doing deliverance, deliverance outside
0: the church, not I in think the actual not building. Tr- ah, tr-
1: uh, so in, in that case, yeah, I mean, yeah, i no, think not actually in the building. To, I'm sorry, I should have phrased just, that right. Yeah, not in the building, uh-huh. outside. Okay. The chat the challenge that happens, I think, is when we don't as pastors we are called to train the 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 saints for the work of ministry mm. and i think this whole idea that exists within the within the church a lot of times is the pastors are actually the ones who are doing yeah. the work of ministry well When I say the work of ministry sometimes it doesn't involve deliverance unfortunately, which should involve deliverance But pastors are called to equip the Saints for the work of ministry. What is that ministry? Well, that ministry is what Jesus did. What did Jesus do? He healed the sick. He made disciples He preached the gospel of the kingdom and he cast out demons and so we are responsible not only as pastors that we get deliverances under our belt and then we write books about it, create courses and hold conferences and we become experts in the area of deliverance. Our responsibility is to be fathers. I like what Alexandra mentioned in the beginning. We have to go from the evangelism part into the training part. Where we train people and we release these people and let them practice. It's one of the things, the, the deliverance that we did uh, two months ago I actually did not pray for people. I walked around like a a general, more of right in front of the line and was watching make sure that all of our guys were doing it right. And then I I pulled in some of my young guys, the 20 year olds who are doing deliverance, and I would come and whisper. I was like, "No, that's not how you do it. That, that's not that spirit. It's the other one. You go this route." Because I want to also have them have the practice, and I want to have them being uh, being guided and being being also protected with with the covering. And I remember this one guy. He came for deliverance. He drove. He looks at me and is pointing for me to pray for him. And I said, "Not right now." Right. And, and I could see he was so upset, and my heart was broken because I'm like, "Man, I want to go pray for him, but I'm I'm leading a team." Mm Who are doing that and so and then one of my guys came in and he just started praying for him and the power of God fell the guy got delivered demons came out he came afterwards he apologized he says man I came for you to deliver me and he says when you did not come up to me he says the Lord convicted me and he said Vlad can't deliver you He says only Holy Spirit can deliver you and just be open to the Holy Spirit right now and he says then one of you guys came in and he says God delivered me he hugged me he cried and so then I prayed for him I was like hey I want to still pray for you I just want to bless you and so like I think we have to be as pastors so secure that we let other people and empower other people to do deliverance to empower other people to um, cast out demons and let them go and hopefully They become better than us. This shouldn't be our fear. This should be our desire. And if we empower them, we will be the spiritual fathers to them. If we don't empower them, then we become tormentors to them. Then we become the Saul in the story of David. And sooner or later, they're still going to be used by God, except... You know, we're not gonna get the credit. We're not gonna, when I say credit, I mean, we're not gonna get the honor and we're not gonna have the opportunity to protect them. And we're gonna die honestly with the anointing in our bones instead of passing that on to somebody else. So, you know,
2: we experienced the same thing as Pastor Vlad just finished mentioning. We just had our mass deliverance and we had at least about, you know, close to, I'm not even sure, we had hundreds of people in the building. And here's what people don't know is that I myself, That night only did like maybe three deliverances. Come on, on, say it. But I was facilitating all of my. When I, let me tell you something. When I turned around, I had like 10 of my staff casting out demons at the same time. That that brought joy to my heart. Why? Very simple. Because when you depend on the Holy Spirit, Um, for deliverance, you realize that it transitions from one person doing deliverances to simultaneous corporate deliverances happening at the same time. So So it it goes beyond I I must be touched by the man of God to I need to find a man of God in the congregation as opposed to I just want him to do the deliverance. It literally was simultaneous deliverances happening at the same time. I literally told the camera, turn it on and just put it on everybody. We had, my spiritual sons were literally doing, my spiritual daughters were doing deliverance all over the building. And when I started listening to them, like Pastor Vlad was doing, they literally were saying it exactly how I say it. And in such joy, in my heart leaped so much forward that I literally was able to step back and say, you know what, I don't really have to do much more work. I can breathe and just oversee what God was doing. And only the Holy Spirit does that. When the the person of the Holy Spirit is removed from the equation, it becomes personality driven mass deliverance. But when the Holy Spirit is in the equation and now is his show and it becomes simultaneous deliverance where the Holy Spirit is delivering people everywhere all over the building at the same time rather than
0: one after the other with one person. That's so good. And I think that helps us you break know, out have, of the personality cult worship, vote. you know, where we're worshiping personalities. I've been doing this, no That's prayer good. lines. I've done this for years. Like we're not good. doing prayer lines. We have people They have the same spirit I have. I joke about it all the time. I have not saved anything, but $100 a month switching to Geico. I I can't, I can't save you. I can't, so Holy good. Spirit and all these other people have the same spirit. It's the same spirit in them that could do it in you. So yeah. no, you're not waiting in line to touch the hem of my long sleeve. No, you're not waiting in line to get a man of God to pour anointing or gold dust on you. You gotta, get a, you gotta find someone that can help you, pray for you. And we have a team of people. We have a bunch of people that can do it. And so that's gonna help. If you look at the Old Testament, God never designed the people to be ran by a king. If you go back, there's nowhere in scripture where that was God's original design. The reason why God gave them kings is because they wanted a personality instead of the presence. If you go back, they were the the, uh, nations were ran by prophets and the Ark of God so it was prophetic people that were speaking the word of God and the presence of God ran the nations the people didn't want God they said we don't want God to run it we want a personality we want a pastor we want a man that we can see because we don't have a faith to believe in a God we can't see so God instituted Kings by default because that's what the people wanted if you want just a pastor there, personality, a nice glamorous church where the pastor, you know, has a nice deep V leather pants and does more time on his hair than in prayer. If you want that, you can have that, but that's not God's goal for you. God's goal for you is to be ran by his presence, to be led by the spirit, the new Testament, the old Testament, the spirit dwelled on them. The new Testament, the spirit dwells in them. Friend, I want to tell somebody this the Holy Spirit is just as much a person as the father and the son. The Holy Spirit is not a force that just shows up to meetings. He's not a blue flame that rests on people's heads. He is a person that is dwelling on the inside of you that is co-working. He's a co-worker. He's a co-laborer. He's your attorney. He's your advocate. He's your paraclete. He's your comforter. He's your helper, not your doer. And he wants to help you in deliverance ministry. He wants to help you. We're going to see it over and over and over again, the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit coming on people. And so you are the, temple. And this is a sad thing. We've left the Holy Spirit out of so many churches. He's not welcome. He's not celebrated. He's not accepted. He's not invited. Here's the kicker. He's not even allowed to move. The moment the Holy Spirit starts moving, we shut him down. And so the Holy Spirit is the forgotten God in the church today. And we say, oh, we love Jesus. He redeemed us. Oh, we love the father because he sent Jesus but then we just leave out the Holy Ghost it's like what about the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit was the power source in the ministry of Jesus so here's the Come thing on. we have to ask if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit what makes you think you don't need the Holy Spirit what makes you think the Holy Spirit is optional Paul came to Ephesus and they said we've never even heard of the Holy Spirit and there's some of you tonight you're gonna get full of the Holy Spirit tonight if you look at Acts 10:38. 38 um, You look at Peter describing the ministry of Jesus, and Peter says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus went in the Holy Spirit and in power, casting out demons. So this was his power source was... Was the Holy Spirit, and we need this. If you're going to be effective, you have to walk with the Holy Spirit. You gotta let the Holy Spirit lead you, guide you, speak to you, go hand in hand. He's absolutely a person. The Holy Spirit will take your normal life and elevate you into the supernatural. I lived in church my whole life. I grew up in church till I was 16. I decided not to go. The different, the thing that was ch- that changed me, guys, was when I stopped hearing about the Holy Spirit and actually met the Holy Spirit. That's when everything changes. So that's going to help you when you encounter that Holy Spirit power, the anointing. Um, it's it's definitely essential. Go ahead, Vlad. I'm sorry I cut you off there.
1: Oh no! I, I 100%, David. Uh, Isaiah, you just—I just released a short ebook called come "Spirit-filled on. Jesus." So good. I'm gonna go ahead and just advertise it for just a yes. Second. Come on. And it's 30 pages for those of you who buy books and never finish them. <laughs> Come on. So it's just and it honestly deals with the whole thing that Jesus depended on the Holy Spirit. He was born by the Spirit, he was filled by the Spirit, he was led by the Spirit, he was sustained by the Spirit in the wilderness, and then he cast out demons by the Spirit, and then he actually suffered on the cross through the eternal Spirit. He he couldn't endure what he endured without the Holy Spirit. And then uh-huh. he was raised by the Spirit on the on the third day then he breathed the spirit upon disciples Then prayed the father that God will the father will give the same kind of grace that he walked into the disciples and so uh, deliverance ministry receiving freedom walking in freedom and then giving freedom to others is really only through the power of the Holy Spirit we are like the Israel in the promised land right now you know when they were coming out of Egypt they depended really upon Moses there was just one guy he used the rod and everybody got free. But then when they entered the Promised Land, the strategy changed. It wasn't one guy and it wasn't the rod. It was, the, it was everyone was involved in, in fighting. They were not a bunch of slaves. They were now a bunch of soldiers. And on. not only they were a bunch of soldiers, but they depended on the presence of God that rested on the shoulders of the priest instead of on the stick of one guy who had this very close relationship with God. Come I think on. that this is what's happening right now even through your map Isaiah and through you know what's happening with Alexa- in Alexander's church and, and Mike and with your ministry and, and so many others that Isaiah you're bringing every week who are ministering uh, right now ministry of deliverance who are simple folk but move powerfully casting out demons and delivering the captives is that when we carry the presence of God you might not have a university degree you might not have a title in the local church, you might not even have been ordained officially by some kind of a denomination. But if you are filled with the Holy Spirit of God and you are walking in partnership and with other people who are doing what you are doing, which is you know delivering the captives, healing the sick, then God is calling you to conquer the land for His kingdom. God is calling you to push back the darkness. God is calling you to push away the giants of this promised land and to bring conquest through that. It's one of the things, one of the reasons I intentionally post on my Facebook, TikTok, most of the deliverance videos that I post, they're not me praying for deliverance. Come on. It's my team praying for deliverance. And so, and it's intentionally because first of all, I want to elevate the work of the Holy Spirit through the body it's not just about me it's about the work of the Holy Spirit and it's about and so when we have people that are recording and we have a whole kind of strategy also because I want we want to show what God is doing uh, through the ministry of deliverance uh, online and I know this can become controversial for some people but that's a topic for another day and so and one of the things that when we start doing when we start posting and now when people come instead of before literally they all lined up and they wouldn't leave until I touched them Um, Now it completely, it's different. I'm not even, even if I'm not there, people are getting delivered, people are getting touched, people are getting, because now it's the body, now it's the army. I like what one time Isaiah, you said, um, I think it was in our church, you know, God is turning the nursery into an army. Mm -hmm. You know, this—we we we can't build babies in the church. We got to build soldiers. But if you build soldiers, you got to let them use those weapons. You can't build soldiers and never let them shoot a gun. And never on. let them see war and never let never release wow. them into a battlefield Man. and go kill something and go bring the Goliath's head back home. And so that's where pastors move from being, you know, a dictator to being a general, mm. being a general, being a coach, being somebody that empowers other people. And if you are in church and your pastor acts more like a celebrity and a dictator, you know, find a church where a pastor is secure in the Say calling it. of God upon Say his it. life, and they can yeah, train you and it. release you and cover you and, and pray for you and bless you. But the secret, I'm with you guys, the secret is the Holy Spirit. Not not only this,
2: let me, let me, me. go ahead,
1: Pastor Mike, go ahead, Pastor Mike. I'll go
3: quick. Exodus chapter 19, and Vlad's nailing it right now, says the Lord appoints Israel to be a nation of priests. Mm -hmm. So it was already clearly spoken, Exodus chapter 19, verse 5, you are to be Mm -hmm. a nation of priests. And there's too many believers that don't even know Exodus 19.5, but it was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2. Where after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power, what? To fulfill Exodus 19.5, you are now a nation of priests. The key word is dependence, a dependence on the Holy Spirit. Anyone who's ever done deliverance knows you are, the Holy Spirit's not a bonus. The Holy Spirit is essential, and you are dependent on the Holy Spirit. And what wow. happens is as a leader becomes more dependent on the Holy Spirit for themselves, they trust the Holy Spirit in someone else and through someone else as well. And, you know, for all of us, it's like we gave our, a lot of times leaders, we give ourselves permission to fail forward, but we don't give the people that are following, following us the same permission. Like how many times did we screw up in deliverance? How many times did we miss it? How many times did we struggle? Yep. And it's like we give ourselves a permission that we don't give to those who are leading. Mm. But I keep going back to Exodus 19 five. We're a nation of priests, which means okay. Let me make it current. Are you leading a church full of pastors? A church full of soldiers? A church full of prophets? A church, or a church versus a church that's just an audience? And I, I believe that we're experiencing a shift right now like never before. I, the four guys that are in this chat, like, we represent a catalyst for a chemical reaction in the kingdom to get a nation worth of priests to rise up. Man,
2: so go ahead, You got ahead, the one-liner, bro, bro. You, down you got the man. one-liner. So listen, Jesus. Listen, for those of you that are watching, Jesus trusted. Listen, Pastor Vlad was dropping so many bombs. I wanted to literally oh, yeah. break out I wanted to break out in the spirit and pray in tongues. My God. Listen, Jesus trusted the person of the Holy Spirit so much that on the disciples' first mission in casting out demons, he did not even go with them.
3: Mm, Go go ahead. Wow. Let me say
2: something. Wow. Sister, leader, listen to me. We don't need to micromanage. The Holy Spirit does that. We don't have to micromanage these folks. Oh. On their first mission, they went, so good. the pastor did not mm. even go with them. This is the reason why in oh. chapter 10, when they came back, they were rejoicing. You want to know why they were rejoicing? Because it worked without Jesus having to be there with them. Oh, come on. The Holy Spirit <laughs> went with Fire. them. Did you catch it? Now, now watch this. To add even more to what Pastor Vlad is saying about how crucially important the person of the Holy Spirit is in this present dispensation is this. It's not called The gifts of Jesus. Mm. They're called the gifts of the Spirit. They're not the fruit of Jesus. They're called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You are not even called the temple of Jesus. You are called the temple of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, we find the prophet Agabus prophesying. He didn't say, Thus saith the Lord. If you read every time he prophesied, it says that Agabus said, thus saith the Spirit. Mm -hmm. When Paul and Barnabas were commissioned, the Lord didn't talk. Jesus, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, to the work I have Mm -hmm. to them. Now watch Mm -hmm. this. In the book of Revelation, the one who signs their name at the (laughs) dotted. in the bottom it's not just jesus it says let him that has ears to hear let him hear what the spirit is saying the holy spirit is the most important person on earth right now to carry out the ongoing ministry
0: of jesus so good if you look at when jesus was leaving he said it's better that i go so that i can send the spirit with you yeah. and the spirit could be what i was to you you can now have the holy spirit the bible says jesus is forever making intercession for us he's in heaven praying for us the holy spirit is his representative on the earth and i, I want to say this the holy spirit gives you the ability to no longer be bound to human constructs like you're able to break out of the bondage that humanity puts on you mm-hmm. i remember guys i was working at starbucks i was getting oh, up yeah. at 3 30 in the morning every single day. And I was so mad. I'm like, Lord, let me just do full-time ministry. I'm preaching till midnight, 1am. I'm sleeping an hour and a half a night and I'm getting up and I was never tired. And here's why the Holy Spirit let me go beyond the human construct of having to sleep at night. Let me give you another one. Now this is going to strike unbelief in you in the chat. It's okay. I still love you. Listen to this. Mm. I read an article about the Holy Spirit could help you in all things with your homework, with everything. I'm telling you guys right now, I was in my last um class of college my last semester okay i just got saved in mean, last semester i was preaching i was traveling i was doing revival i just got saved i had no time to do homework y'all not only that I, the, the only subject i really struggled with was algebra i had a hard time with math with algebra and i was like i'm in my last semester of college i'm about to graduate i kid you not again many of you are not gonna believe this it's okay i was sending an algebra class i would look down on my paper and out the holy spirit would literally show me all the answers and I would fill in the blanks. I got an A in algebra without studying, showing my work because the Holy Spirit was the helper. Now some of you are like, that's not, friend, the Holy Spirit will help you in all things whatever you need and god's like all right isaiah you're out preaching you don't have time to study math now don't be ignorant trying to do this i was out doing the work of god hardcore and god's like i got you the holy spirit's gonna help you give you supernatural wisdom and revelation that you would not know and i was able to get an a in algebra because of the help that's the true story of the holy spirit was able to graduate because of the holy spirit so don't limit the Holy spirit to just, Oh, he wants to knock you over at the altar or just, he wants, you know, it's just, it's just the presence. The Holy spirit is with you all the time. He's a coworker. And w- I'm telling you right now, one of the things I've gotten closer to the Holy spirit than ever is doing deliverance with him. He's a coworker. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like when you're working, right? You get a job and you you start getting really close to your coworkers, not because you want to, but because you're always with them when I'm co-working and me and the Holy spirit are doing our thing in deliverance, we get closer, we get to know each other better. So don't underestimate the closest you could get with the holy spirit if you look at hebrews um six 4, it says those who were enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers yeah. of the holy spirit and have tasted the good word of god and the powers of the ages come so five things he says happen you get enlightened you taste the heavenly gift, which is the gift of salvation. You become partakers of the Holy Spirit. You taste the word of God. That means the word of God becomes alive and real. If the word of God is not alive and real, you need the Holy Spirit tonight. And then he says, you taste the power of the age to come. But notice he says you get a taste of the power of the age to come. The Holy Spirit gives us the appetizer of the glory to come. It gives us a taste of the age to come. And so this is this is heaven on earth. The Holy Spirit is heaven on earth, giving us a taste of what we're going to experience when we actually enter into full glory. Paul says, knowing the glory that's been waiting before me, I endured these hardships and I endure the cross and everything I'm going through. So there's a glory, but the Holy Spirit is the appetizer of what's to come. And the Holy Spirit's so amazing. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when we're with the father, the son and the Holy Spirit all together. The Bible also says the Holy Spirit is the down payment is God's down payment for us. So it's like when you buy something on layaway and you put money down and then you're able to come pick it up God says I'm going to put this as a down payment but I'm coming back later to get you this is only the down payment for your salvation so there's no replacing the Holy Spirit it's he's everything he's my best friend he needs to be your best friend he's real he's a person he's a co-worker he's a attorney he's your advocate he's your paraclete he's your comforter he's your helper he's everything and we have to develop that intimacy and that relationship if we're going to be effective deliverance ministers it's all about the Holy Spirit well,
1: I would, would love know, to hear some Korean stories Korean.
3: from some of right. the...
1: Go, go ahead, Mike.
3: Look, I'd love to hear some other stories from you guys as well, but... I just, I, I remember the first time I was doing deliverance and I realized how dependent I was on the Holy Spirit, because I, w- I want to make this practical for those who are in the chat. Good. You know, like, what does this look like while you're doing, what does it look like while you're doing deliverance to partner with the Holy Spirit? I, I'll never forget. I'm, I'm doing deliverance. Multiple demons come out. I'm confronting. I'm like, man, I'm doing the textbook of what it looks like when I watch Bob Larson videos you know <laughs> like I was having one of those experiences and this woman she she slumped over and she kind of like rested and everybody started clapping like yay it's over and I'll never forget that was the first time I clearly felt this impression in my heart the Holy Spirit's like no it's not done yet yep. and as soon as I said devil I know there's more in there you are not fooling me all of a sudden this woman manifested and she went ah, ha, 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 and like kicked her head back and this crazy demonic laugh came out. That was a moment super practical where I'm like, the Holy Spirit revealed that to me. Because when you look with your natural eyes, she's she's resting, she's peaceful, it's over. Other demons came out, and the entire audience was fooled by it. But the Holy Spirit's like, Mike, I'm increasing your wisdom in discernment. It's not over. Matter of fact, there's more and so that's super practical but i just felt like maybe that would help some of you understand like you will not be effective in deliverance without the holy spirit in those ways
0: so good
1: what do you say vlad you know the scripture the scripture says no thank you for sharing that uh mike i think that you know relying on the gifts of the holy spirit and the the discernment because though deliverance is not the gift of the holy spirit but discernment is, Mm -hmm. and I think that these gifts, you know, they're available especially during deliverance. We're ministering deliverance, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and how to approach it. You know, the Scripture says that uh, the love, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship or the communion of the Holy Spirit. It's not a fellowship with the Holy Spirit, though the word fellowship indicates that it's a two-way street. But the initiation, meaning the one who initiates it, who initiates grace? It's Jesus who initiates mm. love. It's it's God the Father. Who initiates the fellowship? The Holy Spirit. So that means that God wants us to begin to walk and talk to the Holy Spirit throughout the day before deliverance. Because see, if, if we ignore the Holy Spirit all the time and then demon manifests and then we're like, hey Holy Ghost, come on, hook me up. You know, with some inside information, then what begins to happen is that, you know, we we've grieved the Holy Spirit and He's not gonna be available for us to, to whisper or to talk to us because he gets grieved. And when he gets grieved, he is silent. Like for those of you guys who are married, go ahead. If your spouse is quiet, you know, you're in trouble. So you're in trouble and then especially when you're saying is everything okay and she says yeah everything is fine and you know nothing is fine at the time. You know the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and when he is grieved he quietly withdraws and he doesn't punish us. That's why Jesus you know pretty much like if I could use those words threatens to punish us if we blasphemy the Spirit. You never see the Spirit of God making threats. You wow. never see uh, Holy Spirit you know going on avenge to avenge Himself. Oh, in the book of Genesis, we see God the Father said that because you guys treating the Holy Spirit bad, He says, my spirit will not strive with men wow. forever. And then in Psalms it says that because Israel rejected the Holy Spirit, God made Israel their enemies. You will never see the Holy Spirit fighting for Himself. God the Father will go to war for the Holy Spirit. God the Son will That's go good. to war on behalf of the Holy Spirit. And if we greet Him as we walk throughout the day, and you know a lot of times we just have to understand that grieving of the holy spirit is not just ignoring his promptings it's ignoring his presence wow. you know hmm. if if you and i are going to be walking together and and i don't even acknowledge you for for hours you know it it it's kind of grieving and so he wants yeah. to be acknowledged throughout the day. So that's one of the reasons why even there's that famous book, Good Morning Holy Spirit. You know, when uh, Pastor Benihin uh, you know wrote that. And God Holy Spirit wants to be acknowledged. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants you to fellowship with him and walk with him. And then during the moment of deliverance, a lot of times he will give us an insight. Now I'm I'm one of those people and as long and, and as well as everybody on this um podcast that We interrogate demons. A lot of times we ask them, who are you and what's your name? And we have a reason for that. And Isaiah did the teaching yesterday about it and stuff. So, but please understand, we don't rely on demons for deliverance the information demons give we don't rely on that information we rely on the holy spirit a lot of times i've experienced same thing where where we would do deliverance and you know nothing is happening and then the holy spirit will give an insight of which demon i'm dealing with now there is you know certain characteristics certain demons act uh, behave a certain way and we could kind of take a guess but it's completely different when the holy spirit highlights and the moment you mention that demon that's it, everything, the whole thing yeah. changes. Yep. You pretty much disclose the demon. You brought that into the light. And then that that demon becomes crippled right at that moment. And many times it gets cast out. Sometimes, like I would step on the person's foot. You know, I really felt feel led that I'm I'm stepping on, and this may seem a little bit, you know, drastic, but I feel led by the Holy Spirit to step on that person's foot. And then I really I see that I'm stepping on a snake. In wow. the in that person's body, yeah. or attach a part of that body where the demon is connected to, like on the back. Sometimes that, like a Kundalini spirit or something in, yeah. in the spine, yeah. and you would touch the back and boom, and it's like it gets disconnected. And so, and it's easy to listen to something like this and say, Oh, that's great, that's what I'm gonna need to do next time. Not really, this is not, not- a formula. No formula. Oh, the only formula on. that we want to share with you while we can learn from each other's experiences and testimonies the only formula is a person who wants to fellowship with you throughout your day not just limited to deliverance, healing or evangelism and That's then a... in the ministry time that we lean on him 100% and realize even if you're facing the biggest witch, the biggest warlock you know in town or in the region you must understand you're not doing deliverance. The Spirit of God is doing deliverance and He's doing it through you. So the heavy weight is not on you. It's on the Holy Spirit. You know, for those of you that are watching that you might,
2: you're probably saying, man, I'm I'm, I'm a little bit overwhelmed. This is a lot of information that's kind of like being tossed at me. And how do I begin to develop this intimacy with the Holy Spirit and begin to operate in deliverance? And we probably don't have enough time to kind of really, really, really flesh this out today. We'll probably come back on another time and really give you some of the steps. But I would say this, I'm just going to throw out these five things. I don't have time to flesh this out. I'll probably flesh it out on my page on a different day. But number one is this. Um, this These are good places to start. Number one, fill yourself up with the word, pastor, leader. Mm, yeah. Fill yourself up with the word. Yeah. L- listen, there's nothing more frustrating than being a deliverance minister who doesn't have building blocks of scripture inside of him to be able to pull from, to be able to be a sharpshooter in deliverance. All right, so fill so yourself good. up with the word. Stay in relationship with the word. Number two, read all material that you can on deliverance from other deliverance ministers. Consistently sharpen your knife. I am reading three books on deliverance right now. I purpose in my mind to at least read a chapter a day from other deliverance ministers' why? because we're all kind of learning from each other and we're learning tactics and strategies. We're learning from people that have gone on before us. So that's the second way. Remember, uh, uh, those of you that are watching, you're not the originator of everything and don't try to be the originator (laughs) of everything. We're all learning from each other. We're all learning from each other, all right? And that's pride and that's ego. We're all learning from something. I'm I'm learning from Isaiah, I'm learning from Vlad, I'm learning from Derek Prince and others. All right, number three is this is uh let love be your motivation in the deliverance session. The goal is not yeah, to make big. So the goal is not to make your ministry look big talking about God. Please don't let me get embarrassed. If you go into that deliverance session with your mindset of lord don't let me get embarrassed, the deliverance session now is about you. Mm-hmm. Let love yeah. be your motivation. I don't care how oh, I look. Okay, what boundary. happens to me? The goal is I'm going to try my best to help this person get set free, and you can't go wrong with love. Love suffocates demons out of that person, all right. Number four is this. Number four is this, when it comes to developing intimacy with the Holy Spirit. There's no way around this one, guys. You're gonna have to take chances with what the thoughts that come in your head, meaning you're gonna have to listen to what the Holy Spirit places in your head and stop saying, Lord, is this you? Confirm this to me. Lord, is this you? Can you confirm this to me? Baby, you're just gonna have to take some steps of faith and to obey what is coming in your spirit Will you miss it oh, sometimes? No. Obviously. But this is how you learn. You learn deliverance by actually doing deliverance. So you're going to have to eventually begin to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit that begins to put an impression in your mind. He might say, say spirit of incubus. Now you might go, right. what has yep. that got to do yep. with anything? Just obey the Holy Ghost and say, come out, you spirit of incubus. All right. Okay. And the, And the next point is this, is... Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't take yourself too serious. You're going to make mistakes. Listen, I make mistakes. Have I misdiagnosed in deliverance? Yes. You know what I do? I ask God to forgive me and I jump right into the next session, telling the Lord, sharpening my skill. Listen, you're going to make mistakes. Get delivered more than anything from a spirit of embarrassment. You're going to mess up somewhere. Uh You're going to mess up somewhere. So take the chances and bypass the mistakes that you're going to make. Because watch this. The more you do it and the mistakes that you make, the less mistakes you make. Come and on. then eventually you're getting seasoned at it. And then eventually you know exactly what spirit is there as soon as you walk into place. Why? Because you bypass what the demon is not. All right, so if I could just kind of throw that out there to kind of give you a starting ground, a, starting, a launching pad, I think you'll be, you'll be great and you'll begin to see what God is gonna
0: do depending on the Holy Spirit as you depend on him doing deliverance. So good, and I just wanna say this, get a group, Get get a team together. We all have a group text, We'll literally ask each other, what do you think about this? We dealt with yeah. this spirit, I've never dealt with it. What should I do about this? What about posting this? What about, like, we're always asking us us for here, I'm saying. And don't be all jealous trying to buy your way and you can't buy a spot in the group chat, okay? We love all of you. Um, Every one of you pastors are valuable. There's a it seat for you on at the table. Much, Isaiah. Come on. Yeah, Vlad's <laughs> gonna sell somebody. And I'm like, hey, how'd you, why'd you have that person? Um, so guys, get a group together, get a team together, get someone on the map and say, I don't wanna lead deliverance, I just wanna help you do deliverance. And no one's gonna turn down your help. No one's gonna say, oh, I don't want your help I don't need you I got you um get a group and a team and start talking to each other strategizing and again Jesus sent them out to cast out demons. He didn't say wait for the demons to come to you. I want to give you guys all a chance, any closing remarks you want to make, and then I want to talk about um, just quickly the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how to receive it, and then I want to pray for the chat, and I'll let you guys go. I've already had you guys for an hour and a half. Pastor Mike, I know you've been in Jamaica. You've been casting out demons. You've been preaching. You're like on overtime, overtime, double pay and <laughs> a half, double time and a half right now. So I want to appreciate you for being here. I know all of your guys' time is equally valuable. Um, all of you are are serious about the kingdom of God. You're all uploading. You're all preaching. You are have churches. I, I can't imagine how busy everybody is put together. It's, it's incredible But I just want to give you guys a chance if you want to do any closing remarks and then we'll we'll pray for the baptism of The spirit for those that want it or those that want to get refilled. We'll pray for that, too
3: Yeah, it's been so incredible being on tonight and one of the miracles that occurred during this broadcast I don't know if you guys noticed, but the power completely shut down where I'm at but somehow Miraculously, I kept internet So, Come on. However that worked, but here's the thing is the the love of god is so intense and when you're filled with the holy spirit that the intensity of that love will cause you to do things that you never would do in your normal self i mean the truth is i'm painfully introverted and all of my family knows that about me anybody who ever knew me i was actually doing deliverance in northwest indiana and I had someone come up who knew me from my childhood, and she said, I never would have thought it would be wow. you. And I said, then you're the only one who truly knows me. But the Holy Spirit inside of me, it's almost like when you are full of alcohol, you become intoxicated. People say, well, I did it because I was drunk. When you when you become intoxicated by the love of God through the Holy Spirit, you will do some crazy things. And I will tell you this, here in Jamaica, I, I, you know, it's just the the love of God on display through deliverance, people weeping, people getting free, people, I mean, people being embracing. I haven't been hugged. And somebody sent our team a message and said, I haven't been hugged in three years. And that hug came after deliverance. I mean, and so I just want to say, if you're watching this, God's not looking for geniuses. He's just looking for willing vessels who are yielded and say, God, I surrender. Do it through my life, whatever you will. And that love will have you giving words of knowledge, prophesying, casting out demons. It'll send you all the way to Jamaica from the hood where I'm from. I mean, listen, like God will do some incredible things in your life. So
0: good.
1: I love it. I'm going to mention about the baptism the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's, there's the baptism of the holy spirit and there is a baptism in the holy spirit the bible says in first corinthians 12 13 is that by one spirit we were all baptized into one body so the first baptism that each one of us need to experience is the baptism of the holy spirit it's the one where the holy spirit baptizes us into jesus and that happens during salvation and that you know happens where we get the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And if you're a Christian, you already have been baptized by the Holy Spirit into Jesus. And that's where you receive salvation. You received your identity. You received your right um, to walk in authority. But then there's another experience. It's called the baptism into the Holy Spirit. And this baptism, Jesus does this one. In fact, John the Baptist mentioned two yeah. things about the Lord. He said that this is the Lamb of God and then he says this is the one who will baptize you with the holy spirit or wow. into the holy spirit now jesus never did the first the second part during his ministry on earth he when we saw him baptizing with water with his disciples healing the sick multiplying bread praying but we never saw him baptizing people with the holy spirit until after his resurrection that he told disciples he says remember when john mentioned that and he says not many days from now you'll be baptized with the holy spirit so meaning it's jesus who baptizes us immerses us fully into the person of the holy spirit so first the holy spirit immerses us into jesus and then jesus immerses us into the Holy Spirit and the baptism by the Holy Spirit into the Holy Spirit happens through surrender. It happens when you yield when you and then you become filled with the Spirit of God and like Mike mentioned you become almost like intoxicated unlike alcohol you don't lose control you get self controlled unlike you know alcohol where you get in trouble you lose your license you might lose your temper you might lose your other problems but you're not going to lose anything that's unhealthy you're going to lose uh, you're going not going to uh, lose anything that's healthy and so we want encourage you today that jesus christ wants to fill you with his spirit he wants to bring you and immerse you fully into the spirit because you know there's two kind of camps there are those who are baptized into the holy spirit and then there's those who blasphemy the holy spirit Mm -hmm. you know those who criticize the work of the holy spirit those who attack the work of the holy spirit or those who honestly they walk and they get attacked And so which camp are you on today? Are you the one that's being attacked or are you doing attacking uh, on the enemy? You're walking in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when Isaiah will be praying today, just believe that. But the Spirit of God is going to fill you and that Jesus is going to immerse you fully. And the benefit of that, you know, I'm from the assemblies of God. And so like there's a huge emphasis on, you know, the initial evidence of speaking in tongues. But Jesus' emphasis of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was not tongues. It was power. A lot of people got tongues and they did not, they don't walk in power, they don't cast out demons, they don't yeah. heal the sick, they don't hear the voice of God. Their life has not changed. They speak in tongues 300 miles per hour but they, they don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I use the example of, I had a guy who got saved in our church. His name was Arnufo. He was an ex-Marine. And then uh, I was gone to a vacation. I, we, we moved into a different place. And um, he went to Costco and bought a TV and installed a TV, a really nice TV in my house. So I come back and he's like, Hey, I just want to let you know that uh, I pa- I paid my tithe. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, uh, and he's like, by buying you a TV. I was like, I don't think that's how that works, bro. I was like, I don't think you buy a pastor a TV as a way of a tithe. But I'm like, well, you're going to figure out your theology. I'm going to keep the TV. Okay, <laughs> so, so I kept the TV. So this is what happened. Nufo moved to Hawaii. Okay, I haven't seen Nufo in five years. The interesting part, the TV is still there. The TV is still being used, even though I don't have a connection with Him. And that's how many people speak in tongues. They use the gift. They don't know the person of the Holy Spirit. They don't walk with the Holy Spirit. They don't communicate with the Holy Spirit. It's like mechanic. And so we just want to encourage you to keep developing the relationship, the intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Not just learn the art of using His gifts, but learn to walk in the Holy Spirit after you get filled with the Spirit of God.
0: And not only that,
2: But many of you are grieving the Holy Spirit simply because you're baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. But those that are in your immediate family or your immediate close uh, setting, they aren't baptized in the Holy Spirit. So to not make them feel out of place, we tend to just not really emphasize um on the baptism of the holy spirit we don't pray in tongues in the congregation because we don't want nobody to feel bad because brother so and so and sister so and so hasn't received the baptism of the holy spirit so sometimes we don't emphasize our intimacy with the holy spirit by guilt because of the unbelief of those around us and 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 before we pray tonight i really genuinely believe that many of you not all of you but there's some of you that genuinely need to repent to the holy spirit for grieving him either ignorantly either through sins of omission commission whatever the case may be but really emphasize and tell the holy spirit that um that you're deeply sorry for not really emphasizing and develop intimacy with him for however long he convicts you about it because before the infilling would have to come we have to really clear Uh, the the part of grieving him first, and that can be done in an instant. You just, Lord, Holy Spirit, forgive me for X, Y, and Z. So make sure that you do that. Um, It's not a formula, but you definitely want to make sure that you let the person of the Holy Spirit know, he's your best friend, he's the paraclete, he's the one that's going to help you get to the other side. All right, so let him know that from this day forward, you're
0: not going to limit his role in your life. So good. So I want to say, Sid Roth told me, don't assume everybody listening knows what you're talking, just because you know, knows what you're talking about. So I know there's 3500. Many of you are new. I'm going to go 2 minutes. The basic ways according to scripture to receive the Holy Spirit. Number 1, Alexander just said it, you repent. Um Peter tells us this in Acts 238. He said you must repent before you receive the Holy Spirit. You got to repent. There's no way of getting around it. This just basically means you're turning from your rebellion and sinfulness. You're basically saying, "Lord, change the way I think. I'm wrong. Yeah. You're right. Come change me." So this is not a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. If you look at Acts 1730 and says the times of ignorance god overlooked but now this is our current dispensation of grace now he commands all people everywhere to repent So who's called to repent? All people everywhere. So every one of us tonight are gonna repent, okay? So number one is repent. Number two is you ask God for it. It's simple, Luke 11, 11. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will you give him a serpent instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? If then, you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So we ask the Holy Spirit, Four, we ask the father, we ask God for the Holy spirit. Very, very simple. Number three, is you need to be thirsty. You're not going to get the Holy Spirit if you're arrogant, if you're proud, if you're sitting back saying, let me see what you got. Make me speak in tongues, God. That's not how you receive it. John 7, 37, on the last day and the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty. So that's a prerequisite. Come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water by this in verse 39, by this, he meant the spirit. And then it talks about they received the Holy Spirit. Okay. So we must be thirsty. Number four, very simple. Okay. You've repented You've asked, you're thirsty, now you drink. Jesus said in John 7, 37, you drink the Holy spirit. And this is very, very simple. Many people don't talk about this. It's just to drink something, it means you receive it. If I drink a glass of water, I'm receiving into my body, the glass of water. So this is just a decision of will to say, I'm going to drink this as Vlad just drank his water. I'm going to drink this, okay? So don't say, God, if you want me to have this, force it on me, you actually have to drink it. You have to do this. I'm not sitting at looking at a bottle of water going, All right, water, if you really want me to have you drink, uh, you just jump into my mouth. No, you're actually gonna grab the bottle like Vlad just did, and you're gonna drink the bottle. So Jesus said, John 737, you need to actually drink the Holy Spirit. Okay, so repent, then you ask, then you receive it, then you drink it, all right? So right now, let's pray, you've done that. You're asking, now if you wanna get refilled, it's the same thing you just repent say lord i want to be filled again with your holy spirit remember they got filled in the gospels and then the upper room that was the second time they got filled and then they got filled again and i believe it was acts chapter four they got filled again hi jenny weaver we love you so they got filled again after that so some of you can get filled again you can get refilled here so let's just pray it's very simple you've asked father we just pray right now over every person listening every person in the chat we just say baptize them in your holy spirit father we just pray for the baptism of the holy spirit and Power, John said, "I come to baptize in water. One comes greater that will baptize in the Holy Spirit and fire." So, Father, we are asking over every single person, thirty-five hundred of you. We ask you, Lord, baptize them in the Holy Spirit and fire. I speak over you. Be baptized now in Jesus' name. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the fire of the Holy Spirit. Receive it in Jesus' name. We pray, Holy Spirit, fill them. Fill the house. I see some of you right now in the house with your kids. I say be filled, all of you. Be filled, all of you, your children, your wife, your husband, your aunt, your uncle, whoever's watching. We say baptism of fire in Jesus' name. Baptism of power in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would go into every room. You'd go into every house and you would fill these homes. And we pray that your spirit would drive out any demonic spirits that are there. Let your Holy Spirit drive them out right now. In Jesus' name, fire of God. If any of you else want to pray or jump in, fire release right now. Fire release right now in Jesus' name. Power of the
1: Holy Spirit. Jesus, we just ask you right now that you begin to fill afresh. Everyone that's watching in the name of Jesus, Lord. As your word says, when we open our mouth, you will fill it. So for those of you on the stream right yeah. now, just open your mouth. God, can fill your, God cannot fill you with your mouth closed. So if you just open your mouth, the Bible says, "...they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance." So whatever the rivers of living water, they're not in heaven, they are in your belly right now. They're in your spirit. And so they come out through yes. through your mouth. So they're inside of you already. They're not in heaven. They're here I'm in your that. spirit. So just open your mouth. Begin to just release the sounds. Trust the Holy Spirit will <laughs> add meaning to them. It Father, is. we just ask that You right now fill yes. Your people with the Holy Ghost fresh in filling with the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every dry barren, every dry spell, we just speak that it will come to an end right now yes. with the gushing rivers of living water to flow in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name.
2: For every deliverance minister that is watching right now, may you re-read yes by the presence of the holy spirit again so i want you to begin to raise your hands and begin to get refilled every deliverance ministers that have been in the trenches that have been in the highways and the byways and you exhausted and you are depleted and your cup has been uh, depleted be refreshed now in the name of jesus yes, christ yes Holy Spirit, refresh your vessels, Lord. Holy Spirit, saturate your vessels, Lord. Holy Spirit, Lord, infill your vessels again, Lord Father. Those that have been casting out devils, those that have been setting the captives free, those that have been operating under supernatural miracle signs and wonders, Lord, who need a refreshing, who need a refilling, Lord, who need, Lord, a strength again, Lord. So, Father, I'm asking you, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you would refresh them. Refresh them. Reinvigorate them, Lord. Recalibrate them, Lord. Lord, reboot them, Lord. Lord, restart them, Lord, now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, let them not retire, Holy Spirit. Refire them, Lord. Refire their hands, Lord. Refire their mission, Lord. Refire their ministries, Lord. Refire their spirit. Refire their... Prayer life, Lord, now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Any deliverance minister that is tired, ready to throw in the towel, ready to just take a break, Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you refresh them. Saturate them, Lord. Lord, cover their wounds, Lord. Holy Spirit, heal them from all of the negative stuff that people have said about them and those that don't understand them and all the ostracizing that they've been going through, Lord, carrying this message of freedom. Lord, refresh them now, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth.
3: You know, the Holy Spirit just showed me a vision of multiple people watching right now. And he told me that he already gave you the gift of tongues and maybe in, in earlier years in your life, but maybe because of your denomination, your tradition, it felt like it was wrong because you had been taught wrong, but you knew it was real. And I believe there's a moment right now, you know, I'm talking to you. I, I, some of you are even like in disbelief, like, wow, he's actually speaking right to me right now. Even when you heard Some of the other pastors on this broadcast speak in tongues, something awakened in you. And the Lord is calling you back. He wants to fill you afresh and anew right now. If I'm talking to you, if it's been a while, if it's it's a, a gift that's been on the shelf, I'm, I'm, it's a gift, it's, a, it's not a reward, it's not something you can earn, it's a gift. And I want you to begin to open your mouth and I want you to speak in tongues again. Come on, just begin to do it right now. Be obedient because the Lord is going to cause a well to be undammed and unlocked inside of you and rivers of living water are going to begin to flow from you right now. Come on, just speak it out in your living room. Speak it out in your kitchen. Speak it in your car. Somebody's pulling over on the side of the road right now. Let the Holy Spirit have his way. Yield to him now.
0: God is moving guys revival is breaking out now is the time God has sent us to tell you yes. now is the time for revival now is the time yes. for awakening all you pastors we're believing with you listen we're standing with you we're believing for revival we're believing for breakthrough i just want to say man i honor i know you guys have been with me for almost 2 hours here i honor every single one of you we're legitimate friends there's no competition i know someone in the chat people in the chat earlier were saying man these guys all have like they honor each other they have humble spirits and we do. We honor each other. We appreciate each other. There's no competition. We all help each other with algorithms with YouTube. Hey, how do you how do you do this on TikTok? how do you do this on Instagram? Mike's over there at Instagram headquarters. You know, uh, over there Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg's calling Mike Signorelli for advice over here, and Mike will be like, "This is what's going on on Facebook and Instagram." and Vlad's telling us this is what's working. Alexander, this is what we're doing. So we're all helping each other, guys. And I want to just say I honor you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for being on the broadcast. We need to do this at least once a month. We need to do this again. Um, people love it. I know God is moving every time we get together. This is free. Like, this is what I was thinking. I was like, we're not, no one's even paying. This is free. You don't have to pay gas. You don't have to pay for a flight. You don't have to pay for an e-course. You guys are getting top-notch Christianity for free from these men of God. So I honor you guys. Your time is valuable. Your wife's let you be on here as long as my wife. I've been in my office y'all since 11 a.m. Today I did two hours with Ruslan and I'm doing two hours here I'll be on another 30 minutes after you guys get off But yeah, man, we're just we're just paving the way we're plowing. So just thank you guys Let them know where can they follow you? We'll go Alexander Mike Vlad. Where can they follow you? Where can they see you? Is there any events coming up anything you want to promote any books any just go for it here?
2: Well, obviously, you guys can follow me on social media. For those of you, uh, it's very simple Alexander Pagani Ministries on Facebook and on YouTube. So, link very- below, too the links are there but also I want to let everyone know um the last Sunday of every month is mass deliverance Sunday right now we're promoting it and then eventually we will won't have to promote it so just know the last Sunday of every month you need freedom you come on through you jump in this river of deliverance and uh, and the the anointing that's happening in New York City and be and be set free bring your family no registration is open to everyone so that's where you can literally Um, go and get delivered and not only that if you are a pastor and I say this at least for all four of us if you're not alone if you need help in helping your church transition into deliverance feel free to reach out to any Any all four of us, and we will point you in the right direction and be able to help you. You are not overwhelmed to learn this thing on your own, we'll come alongside like a big brother and just kind of help you push that thing in. So, love you guys. You guys know where to find me, and
0: I'll see you the next time we get on live on our social media uh, outlets. Awesome, Mike. Where can we find you? Same thing Facebook, YouTube.
3: Yeah, listen, I'm just gonna say one thing Isaiah has helped me so much with my setup. I know I'm on a laptop in Jamaica right now but I want to send everybody to my YouTube channel. I'm spending the next three months doing a massive series called Battle Ready, where I'm teaching the fundamentals of spiritual warfare, going super deep. Matter of fact, this Friday is about Jezebel. So go to my YouTube channel. You just type in Mike Signorelli. It's also linked in the Subscribe, and I'll see you there for the broadcast. It's going to be incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. Click the link in the description as well. Battle Ready. We kicked it off last week. It's already insane. Awesome.
0: What about you, Vlad? Thank You're you. killing it on YouTube right now.
1: Um, Isaiah, uh, first of all, I just want to say huge thanks, man. As some of people have realized that my setup looks a little bit more like Isaiah's, except <laughs> I don't have these really cool panels that you have. And uh, I didn't want to like copy completely. So, <laughs> But um, Isaiah's really been a great blessing in the sense of helping, uh, just yeah. just sparking that that passion and um and just two weeks ago before i went on the vacation you know we broke over a thousand two hundred during our live stream on just on youtube and so um a huge mile mark and so i just want to say huge thanks um isaiah and and you guys as well uh, uh alexander and mike just watching your streams, watching you guys posting is, encourages me, feeds me. And also it really, it's iron sharpens iron. Um, I did release um, a new ebook uh, called uh, Spirit-filled Jesus. You can get it on Amazon or you can just go to PastorVlad.org and download it completely for free. If you can't afford it or you fell on the hard times, go to PastorVlad.org um, and it's thir- about 30 pages. It just deals with kind of what we talked about today. Um, and I stream every Thursday at 7 o'clock Pacific time. And so, um, if you Get guys are not those doing streams. anything, and we, those. we actually try to negotiate, not negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Isaiah Isaiah was like, "Hey, I'm moving my stream to uh, to Thursday. I'm just letting you know, FYI." And I'm texting my team. I was like, "Guys, that's it. It's over. Uh, I, we can't we can't stream on Thursday." I'm like, "The big fish is coming in the pool. We're we're leaving, man. We're going to the kiddie pool or something, you know?" So, but uh, and then Isaiah was merciful. Isaiah was like, "No, I'm not streaming this Thursday." So I was like, "Man, praise God." <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're making <laughs> me you guys laugh, man. You, no,
0: man, it's amazing what you guys are doing. I love watching your guys' stuff grow on social media and the, the live streams, the platform. Get in those. I'm in all these broadcasts. I'm in, I mean, was, I was in Alexander's last night. He was talking about me and I was in his broadcast. He didn't even know. I'm in their broadcast. I'm listening. I'm <laughs> commenting. I'm loving it. I'm getting fed. Like, I go and listen to their stuff. People are always like, who do you listen to? I'm like... Uh, mike vlad alexander am i allowed to say only my friends but no i'm in their broadcast i'm learning from them You'll, you're gonna stop growing if you stop learning from other people so if you want to stop growing stop learning if you want to grow learn from other creators i did, other influencers. Uh, and they,
1: I did the same thing today with- Isaiah, when you were today with Ruslan, I watched the whole thing, two hours. So I, I awesome, came to home man. to do, to, I had to record some stuff and take care of some other things. And then, and I was like, man, this is good. I mean, because a lot of it was just a recapping of the things that you shared. And so my wife had to be like, hey, lower it down. She's screaming too loud. <laughs> because I know Isaiah is pretty loud. And so, um, but now I, I was spamming the chat. And so we, we really, we, we, we support um, each other. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode
0: of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, Go to www.isaiasaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.